We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This thing on? See, now I'm getting mad. Because it's getting ready to be on. I want my whiskey to bite me a little bit. This is the kind of psychopath that I hang out with. I got beat up outside of a Denny's. The Rockpile Report. With Buffalo Bills season ticket holder, Drew Gear. He likes to get in the ex's nose. Something I can't do with this podcast because I drink too much. Chris Kruger. My rollerblading blonde mohawk producer. The pettiest, hardest drinking Bills podcast. I'm an adult. I know what I'm about. Everybody, another edition of the Rock Pile Report podcast. I'm your host, Bill, season ticket holder Drew Gear. That's my producer, Chris Kruger. Here with us tonight, Ryan Lacell. And we're talking about the Bills' free agency six pack of the week. Now, when we think about free agency, Ryan, the Bills don't have a ton going on, right? Like, we're not one of the hot teams. This isn't 2019 all over again. We have negative cap space as of today. Or last year when we tried to buy Von Miller and got him. Successfully bought Von Miller. Well, this is it. So so you, you look at that and you say to yourself, well, we might not be a buyer, but you could be. You could be if you wanted to be. The Bills are set to go to work in free agency in a little under two weeks. And after a lot of cap discussion, we know that while maybe another Von Miller-esque move isn't in the cards, the Bills have avenues to make enough cap space that they they could bear a lot of fruit out of this free agency class. I guess the question is, like, I don't know, you're now a team that, I don't know, might have some different defensive proclivities than it did in the past. Maybe you have a little bit different direction as a football team right now than you did, what, how many months ago? I mean, 8, 9, 10? When you were planning on how to build the 2022 Buffalo Bills. You believed that a Von Miller were, like, that was the thing that separated you from being a pretender or a Super Bowl contender. Obviously losing him hurt. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, Ryan... Is that the thing that kept us out of the Super Bowl? No. No. The reason we lost to Cincy 
wasn't because we didn't have Von Miller. In your opinion, is that a thing that can be fixed through free agency? The reason that they lost yes. in the playoffs? Um, yeah, I mean, I think... You know, I think offensive line is probably something that they're going to look to address in free agency. Um, you know, obviously the draft can... Like they do every year? Yeah, I mean, the draft can only do so much, right? And you got to continue to try and hit in free agency at the at the offensive line position. I think defensive line, you you know, if, if you're going to address anything, it's just it's maybe bringing some familiar faces back. Um, and then I think you, you probably have to use the... You have to use free agency to probably try to get better at wide receiver, too. Okay. So, in our inaugural free agency six-pack, one of the first things I want to open with is that I don't think there's a free agency move out there to be had that dramatically shapes the Buffalo Bills. I think they will be much of what they were last year. Just slightly different. In different moments, they'll have different tools at their disposal. That's it. And I believe that. I believe that, Chris, true or false, no seismic shift in the Buffalo Bills is coming this offseason. No. None whatsoever. Okay. I want to start by talking about the defense. And the first one for me, number one with the bullet, is Levante David, linebacker. It makes too much sense. I understand the guys over Cover One have talked about this to death. Here's what I know. He's 33, but had a great statistical season. Spotrack, which is not a fair estimator, but it's a, it's a good barometer of like, yeah. you, you can use that to kind of start shaping what your expectation should be for a contract. They say one year, $9 million because he's 33. Mm-hmm. What do you think? You could take that stretch to maybe a two- or three-year deal. If you're not chasing Tremaine Edmonds and you're saying, listen, I understand that you're going to go be the highest-paid defensive player of all time, we're going to go get Levante David, who's still very effective at playing middle linebacker in a 4-3 defense, and we're going to pay him a third of your salary. Is that or is that not a smart usage of assets? Yeah, oh, sure. Sure it would be. You know, and the way they structure it, you know, being as, as good as anybody in the NFL at that, you know, you make it a one-year deal that's essentially a three-year deal and spread that money out and make sure you can get out from under it after a year if you want to. So, Chris, in that way, two years maybe makes sense. Two-year Levante David deal. Two-year, sure. $14 million. Sure, sounds fun. We need linebackers. We're obviously going to lose... Edmonds to free agency. Well, here's the best part. I look at him as a bridge, right? Either for Bernard growing into a linebacker role or so that it gives them a runway to eventually draft a running a linebacker in 2024 or 2025, however long they deem his contract to be. This tweet from the Bills guys, the Bills drafted two linebackers in 2022. Bill's starting linebackers missed a combined six games due to injury. Those rookies started in one of those six games. The Bills, without Tremaine Edmonds leaving, like they did not look to rookies to fill those roles. 
How much of that is this Sean McDermott problem? Yeah, McDermott. He doesn't trust rookies. He doesn't trust rookies. That being said, if Levante David is out there, who provides him if Tampa doesn't want him back? Or he's a free agent and he goes, I want to go play for a team that's going to play meaningful football while I kind of run up my career and chase one more ring. He has one. He has a Super Bowl ring. Yep. If he wants to go chase one more, he could play for Buffalo. I like this signing. And I like the fact that it would make sense in terms of the Bills then being able to maybe draft a second, third rounder. Oh, wait, they already did that. Is Bernard ever going to be anything no. for the Bills? No, special teams player. Was that a wasted draft pick? It feels that way. Yeah. Chris? Wasted. Okay. If this guy... I guess the question is, let's make a Seagram's bet right now. How many starts for Terrell Bernard in 2023? Is it over or under four? Are we talking about injuries? Does injuries account into this bet? Sure, but who gives a fuck? You're talking about you're talking about starts. He only started one game last year. Four. If I give you under or over four, I will take under four games yeah, I'd started. Take, I'd take under four. Okay. All right. If I made it three and a half, would that move the needle for you? I'd probably still be in at three and a half. All right. Uh, still in on the under. Chris, three and a half? You're still in? Under. All right. So there's no faith in Terrell Bernard. And, and I'm not going to lie to you guys. You guys are probably amongst most Bills fans. Yeah, I, just, I haven't seen, I didn't see anything this year that would lead me to believe that they trusted him in any capacity. No. And if you're fighting that much of an uphill battle, I'm not sure that an additional offseason is going to change that. I don't think he'd start if he went back to Baylor. So realistically, Levante David solves a number of the Buffalo Bills problems, right? Like, he not only solves your immediate problem of needing a, like, 33, one of the better coverage linebackers in football. Still one of the better against the run because he's instinctual the way Milano is instinctual. Mm -hmm. Sure, Edmonds has everything going for him, and that's exactly why the Bills can't afford him. Okay. We can go out and get a guy who at middle linebacker. Who was the Chiefs middle linebacker? They had that young kid, right? The was he a second year guy? I don't know his name, but Willie Gay? Derek Thomas. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Derek Thomas. Sorry, he's dead. I love how you Ryan, do you see what I'm working with? I every do. Week? Yeah, I do. I enjoy it's dark. It. I enjoy it. It gets dark here in the studio. <laughs> that was a soft toss. It's a soft. Realistically, you could do a lot worse, and at the same time, he'll cost you what? Not more than ten. No, he won't cost more than ten. So why wouldn't you give yourself a year or two to kick the lineback in a year where you have to build out your offense? You have to. You could kick the linebacker can down the road a year or two. Yeah, I think like, that's probably the play, too, because you've got such a veteran defense, a veteran presence in, in the defense, that plugging another veteran in probably makes the most sense because otherwise your defense is going to be consumed with trying to teach a young kid how to be an impact player, right? Like Edmonds came you. in with so much 
raw physical talent that he could afford to be out of position. He could afford to, you know, make a bad read. And now he's, got, now he's got a guy on him. Down on him. Absolutely. And Absolutely. then he went to have his best season the year he was going into free agency. There's no way the Bills afford him. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be tough if they do. It's gonna be interesting to see how they make it work. But <laughs> I think if they decide that they're out on Edmonds, then they probably have to chase one of these Levante David, Bobby Wagner, you know, a guy like that that's gonna be able to come in and be an impact guy right out of the gate. Who would you rather take, Levante David or Bobby Wagner? I would prefer to. I'd probably prefer to take Wagner just because of the season he's coming off of, like. David had a good season, but I mean, Bobby Wagner was a vote away from overtaking Milano for an all pro team. I mean, Wagner had a fantastic season. All right. But he's probably going to come at a little bit higher of a cost because of that season. So, you know, if the question is, would you rather have Levante David and, you know, a bench offensive lineman that gives you additional depth or Bobby Wagner, then the answer is probably a little bit different. It's probably David and, okay. and extra cash. Now, I also think about defensive players I like. I like, and I, I made this a two-parter. I get to do that around the show. Jerron Harmon and Dean Marlowe. Because they're kind of cut from the same cloth. Dean Marlowe feels like a no-brainer to bring to training camp, right? Yeah, I agree. You traded for him mid-season, yeah. and now he's an aging free agent with no market. You signed Dean Marlowe for a contract next to nothing. He's a guy the Bills know, they trust him, and he won't cost a premium. I mean, Chris, can you make a case for why Dean Marlowe shouldn't be a part of this team? Well, he should be. At least going into camp. McDerm- McDermott knows who he is. We traded for him, so if you trade for somebody, and you should still get value years, out of him. And how many years was he here in a Bills uniform? Yeah, and he wasn't He wasn't terrible when he did have to step in no. at the end of the year. You know, you, by the time... By the time you got to Marlowe, you were glad that you had a guy like Marlowe, right? Exactly. So the question is, what kind of contract structure makes sense for a guy like him? I mean, you're not going to give him more than maybe two years if you give him anything more than a one-year deal. Um, and, you know, probably something close to the vet minimum with some incentives in there based on, you know, potentially maybe games played or, you know, something to that effect. Time on roster. You could do that. All I know is he's a guy the Bills trust and know they, they can probably have that won't cost a premium. Yeah. And he could start for you. He started for us in that Patriots game to end the season. I don't know. I just I look at that, and then I go, like Levante David, there's Deron Harmon, an aging player who quietly had a very solid year in 2022, playing a career high in snaps. Deron Harmon, it's the Raiders. Guys, can we all agree the Raiders are kind of a shit show? Yeah. So it's hard to judge. Like, when you have a good year on a team like that, that almost seems like a feather in your cap. Sure. His coverage grades are solid. Good run defender. He's probably going to cost a little bit less than $4 million on a short one- to two-year deal. Chris, $3 million a year for a guy who can provide adequate safety play and give you time to draft and groom a replacement. Doesn't that sound beneficial? I'll take it. What I like about both of these guys is they could get you to what's next. Yep. Right? Like, we just brought in a safety coach who's known for teaching. He's uh, Justin Petrie. Mm -hmm. 
in Houston. Is it Jalen or Justin? Justin, I think, right? I thought it was Justin Petrie. The guy, it's this Kentucky gentleman talking. I don't know, I don't know where I am. I just want to challenge someone to a duel. <laughs> so, literally, you're talking about signing a veteran on a short contract so that you can draft a guy. It's Jalen Petrie. Jalen, there we go. Nailed it. So that you can let the coach who just took over do what he does and coach up young players. You have a veteran option available, but you've got this rookie who you can plug in. Or at least a young player who you can slide into that role should the... I mean, Tamar Hamlin may or may not play. Mm -hmm. Who else would you want back from last year's safety group? Yeah, I mean, because Hyde will be back. And yeah. if you're going to let Poyer walk, then, you know, you've got to get... And again, I mean, Hyde, Hyde is going to probably patch quite a bit of what was wrong with that secondary last season. Um, but, you know, if, if it's not Hamlin, and then you're you're down to what we just talked about, Dean Marlowe, right? Mm-hmm. And then either you go draft somebody or you got to pick up a veteran that can plug into that Poyer role. And you probably have to do both. Yeah, you may if have, you may if have to. If you're looking yeah. for an actual solution to the safety position... It's going to be interesting to see how they choose to address it. Like, because I think you just brought in a coach, like, like McDermott is a safety coach. Mm-hmm. You brought in another another auxiliary safety coach to coach the position, and he's had success IDing and then cultivating safety talent. <clears throat> the crazy thing is that there may be a guy that's not on our radar. Here I am looking for cheap veteran options. There might be some guy, when McDermott got here, him and Brand, him and Doug Whaley sat down. He sat down with the pro scouting department, and he ID'd Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. And when they signed them both, we go, wait a minute, neither one of these, one of them was a slot corner, mm-hmm. one of them is a safety with his fucking kidneys lacerated and got bounced out of the NFL. They went on to be all-stars. Yeah. McDermott saw something in them and pushed Doug Whaley to sign them. I don't want to discredit his ability to identify talent at safety, even if the the recent drafts haven't proven that. Yeah. So in this, they've we, also talked about maybe moving moving Benford to safety too. Yeah. So we'll see where that washes out. We very likely may see a signing in free agency at safety that we all go, whoa, what? That guy? No one's ever heard of him. That's what said about Mike Hyde. I think well, that's what everybody said about Poyer. Well, yeah. People knew who Hyde was because he played for Green Bay. He was fairly high profile, but, you know, it was it was like a fit thing with Hyde. You know, they were trying to, like, they weren't really using him as a safety in, in Green Bay. You know, they kind of like free safety, but then they brought him down in the slot to cover mm-hmm. a lot. And it was like, well, can he play true safety if he has to? Can he play that center field mistake eraser position? Yeah. Like, they need him to in Buffalo. And, but Poyer was kind of like the. Yeah, ask know, I remember Jones. People had to Google Poyer. Jones whether or not Micah Hyde is a mistake. Yeah, eraser. I mean, pe- people, had to, people had to Google Poyer because they didn't know who he was. He played in Cleveland, right? Which is problem yep. one. Problem two, he was just kind of like a missile when he played. He had very little discipline. But then he came to Buffalo and got the discipline from the coaching staff, primarily McDermott, and now he's a legitimate all-pro candidate who's going to cash in one last contract, and good for him. I want to make a Seagram's bet with you two right now. The Bills will draft a safety at some point before round five. 
before round five. Before round five. So is this like a, they're going to draft a safety and play him at safety, or is it going to they're going to draft a safety and convert him to corner? They're going to draft a safety and they're going to play him at safety. Um, I'll take that. I think they got enough holes that they need to fill that safety may be a you know a, a flyer draft okay. draft pick. Chris, six or seven before round five. Yeah, you want a piece of that action? They will draft a safety before round five. Yeah, all right. He's on my side. You're not. No, I'm not. All right, Seagrams, and then Dante Fowler Jr. I like him. I like this dude as a free agent. And here's the thing. Everyone will get pissed off when you bring up adding another defensive lineman. They go, we just signed Von Miller. Here's the thing. We have, as a team, sunk a bunch of assets into that position over the last couple years. But just because you've done it doesn't mean you should stop doing it. If it's not working... And that's where this all breaks down. I I argue if it's not working, you should lean into that because it's one of the most impactful positions in all of football. Yep. True or false, Ryan? Defensive line wins you Super Bowls. Yeah, defensive line matters big time. Okay. And you're going to have a couple holes, right? Because you're going to lose Phillips. You're going to lose Lawson, potentially. At least they're free agents. Epinesa, you have to move on from Epinesa. Dude, I, you... Not only do you have to, but I will go personally pack his shit. Yeah. Ryan, you were there for this. Drew's right about a draft pick for once. Yeah! yeah. And he's, he's going to ride that on every draft analysis show for the rest Woo! of the offseason. We're going to be 50, year old, 50 years old doing this from the same basement. And Drew's going to keep it. Remember what I remember said? That time, remember that time I told you A.G. Epinesa was going to suck? <laughs> yeah. The worst part was I wasn't mad about A.G. Epinesa. I was just mad that J.K. Dobbins was there, and you took Epinesa ahead of him. And you de- you uh, torpedoed the entire broadcast. Yes. Oh, I sank a whole draft show over it. Chris, true or false, A.G. Epinesa. Had the worst six sack season of a maybe. I, I mean, not right. good. I think a not lot of good. Bills fans would be surprised to hear he had six sacks. Right, most people don't <laughs> yeah. even know that he had six sacks because he's forgettable. When you go into big games, has he ever made a splash play? No, no. He gets when the lights get the brightest. He shrinks. Yep. I'm sorry. I don't need my football team full of those guys. What I know about Dante Fowler Jr., he's going to cost me. Mm-hmm. He will cost a premium. But he's proven that in L.A. he can have, as a starter, 15 sacks. That as a bit player on any other team, he can get you seven sacks a year. Yep. I'm sorry. I don't need to know anything else. I, I look at A.J. Epinesa. I look at Boogie Basham. If anything else... My love for this player is kind of an indictment on those two draft picks. You wasted a pair of second-round picks on defensive ends who will never be game-changers for you. That's a waste of assets. And there's no other way to cut that. 
I think that right now is where you start to cut bait with some of this. Yeah, you're going to have to. You move on from Epinesa. You say, listen, Epinesa got drafted, had six situational sacks, and was his usual just ghost of a human being in the playoffs. We have no room on this roster for people like that. Yeah. So he's gone. He saves us, what, like, Chris, one and a half million in cap if we cut him? Yeah. Got to be close to that. We will pay. And I, I would almost say, like, Sport Sportrack says $7 million AV, AAV on a two-year deal. Mm-hmm. I say you stretch it to, like, three just to give yourself, like, Brandon Bean's done that. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's great at that. What I know is you have to go sign another pass rusher. I don't know why not Derek Fowler Jr. Go get him. If you can get him for five or six, get him for five or six. But realistically, if it makes it to seven... Stretch it over three, not two, because that gives you more flexibility. cap flexibility. Yeah. And then also, realistically, you look at the player and you go, you're a guy who knows how to get sacks, mm-hmm. and I can trust you in big moments. You know who I can't trust is anybody right now No, in the defensive end room, outside of Von Miller. Right. Now, the question is if you can get both Lawson and... Phillips back at the cost of Fowler. Ooh. I mean, it's not going to be one for one, but it'll probably be fairly close, I would think. I do love Phillips. I think I think you trade Ed Oliver this offseason. Phillips gave you everything you wanted out of Ed Oliver. Yeah. Phillips was the guy. He was the guy when he was here for his one key season in Buffalo. Yep. And then he moved on for free agency. And he wanted too much. The Bills gave him an offer. He didn't take it. Now, if he had to do over again, he probably would have stayed. Yeah. I think you could get him back in the garage for less. Yeah, agreed. Chris, if you want to hit that drop, there's a player I would avoid. With all due respect, and remember, I'm saying with all due respect, that idea ain't worth a velvet painting of a whale and a dolphin getting it on. Ryan, there's a lot of ways you could spend free agent dollars this offseason. And I've seen Bills fans on Twitter come up with a lot of hypothesis about what's smart, what isn't. I just think that any other defensive lineman other than Dante Fowler and maybe some of the guys who have already played for you. Why do you think they went back to the well with Shaq Lawson? Do you think it would be a mistake to spend more money on the defensive line? Beyond just bringing Beyond the guys a, back that played guy, well last year for or you. Or a guy like Dante Fowler who you're like, well, you're more accomplished than A.J. Epinesa and we'll just fire him into the sun. He ends up playing in Arizona or some other bit town that doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. What's a mistake in your eyes? Uh, I mean, I don't think you need to go spend significant money on the defensive line. I think you did that last year in Lawson. You let Rousseau, uh, I'm not Lawson, you did that last year in Miller. You let Rousseau develop for another year. You still got Ed Oliver for another year unless you're going to move on from him and get some capital back. You know, you're you're going to have to just bring back some plug guys. Um because you have other 
you have other needs on the team that are more glaring than um, more glaring than the defensive line. Chris, the dumbest idea you can come up with on defensive spending. That's a real question you're asking me. Yes. You completely thought this through. Yep. Why would I bring anything to the table? Derek Carr. I mean, that's offense. <laughs> but we have. I will take Josh Allen over Derek Carr, but Derek Carr is elite, and you'll see it depending on where he signs. Carolina. If he signs in Carolina, they win the division. Oh, can we put oh. can we put a Seagrams on that? Holy shit! Whoa! Yeah. Where did you pull that hot take out of? Own it, Seagrams. Yeah. How about right so now? If, so if Carr, so how about if, right now? Slam dunk. How about, how about right now? Uh, who's the quarterback for the Falcons? Uh, exactly. Uh, they, they exactly. The team, right. Desmond Ritter. Who's the quarterback for Tampa Bay? Jameis. Are you sure no, about that? No, Jameis is in New Orleans. Are you sure about that too? Is ja- is Jameis a free agent? Yeah. He's supposed to get cut. So in New Orleans, then it's Taysom Hill. All right. And then who's in Tampa? <laughs> Who does Tampa have? Do they have anybody? Let me help they, you they out. Let me Kyle help. Trask. Thank oh, you. Kyle Trask. They just drafted him, right? Yes. He the entire season. He got injured. Yes. Who's winning the division? If you have Derek Carr against Ritter, Kyle Trask, and Taysom Hill. Yeah. So exactly. If, if Tampa Tampa doesn't need much at quarterback though with that skill group, so it'll be it'll be interesting. I think. Well, I'm, you got to have somebody to. You can't have Uncle Rico <laughs> and his the way his. His uh, arm mechanics are to get the ball to Mike Evans. That's not happening. I so of of all the teams that are out there, I think Mariota winds up probably back in the NFC South, and I think I think Bridgewater somehow winds up in the a- a- NFC South. It's going to be an interesting division for sure. Because does Atlanta like Ritter enough to not take somebody else? Atlanta had Bridgewater. Yeah, they had it. No, they had Mariota. No, they had Bridgewater. Did they have Bridgewater? Yep. I completely forgot about the Bridgewater area yep, in Atlanta. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone everyone has forgotten about Bridgewater. I thought Bridgewater. they went right from Ryan to... They went right from Ryan... Oh, yeah, because Ryan played last year, two years ago, and then they went to Mariota this year. Yep. Yeah. Atlanta is... They're all fucked. They're all fucked. Hey, listen. Someone brought this up. Why is it that collegiate football in the South is elite, and yet NFL football in the South is the worst division? It's the worst divisions anyone's ever seen. Chris, there's no quarterback played on that. You know who's going to wind up? You know who's going to wind up in the NFC South? Who? Is uh Baker. Oh, Jesus Christ. So now Chris, so take so take Derek Carr on the Panthers or Baker Mayfield on the Bucks. Well, Derek Carr. There's any who wins who wins that division though? If Baker's playing for Tampa, and Carr's playing for Carolina. The Carr is definitely going to win that division. Okay, that's interesting. Is it crazy that I forgot about Baker Mayfield? No. Yeah, Baker, I forgot. I about think Baker Mayfield a... wants to forget about Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield's going to be handing hanging out at the local cheesecake factory getting HJ's. It's wild to think about the though, that NFC South. HJ's in the that that NFC South is going to be a quarterback. Is, is going to be a quarterback wasteland. It's going to be that's why if Derek maybe Carr, Carr, it's it, going to be like Baker Mayfield, Jacoby Brissett's going to wind up like in New Orleans. <laughs> that's why if Derek Carr goes to the NFC South, going to win the division. 
Ah, Jesus Christ. Because he's an elite quarterback, because right. Drew wants to tell me that the way the Raiders drafted, drafting uh, some guy that brandishes a gun on Instagram, and then somebody that brand and kills a woman going 100 miles an hour down the strip, that's Derek Carr's fault. Everything that happened with the Raiders and their, the way they ran their front office, that's Derek Carr's fault. It's not. Whoever he goes to in the Passionate NFC. about his love for Derek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, whoever. You want to pair him with DJ Moore so bad. If he goes to the <laughs> NFC South. You're going to throw for 5,000 yards. Whatever team in the NFC, because he's linked to the Saints and Panthers. If Derek Carr goes to the <laughs> NFC South, whatever team he goes to wins the division. Write it down. Bookmark this tweet right now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I like how you said bookmark this tweet. It's a verbal thing. That you- exactly. <laughs> I bookmark it. I love you. So with him talking about quarterbacks, we're going to switch to offense. Now I'm going to cheat a little bit, and I want to talk about a restricted free agent. His name is Greg Dortch. I like Dortch. Here's what I like. I had to watch a lot of fucking Cardinals football. You were at the fantasy draft. Yep. In fact, some of this is your goddamn fault. It is. It is indeed. You. Talked, I convinced you to go with the Stallion. You talked me into drafting James Conner and Josh Allen. But Josh Allen. Yep. But you convinced me to draft Josh Allen by putting on... The New England game in the yeah, draft room. Yeah, man. Psychological warfare. In the first round. He was like, I know Drew <laughs> Drew wants to take him. I'm going to put this on and just watch him watch this game and psych himself into it. Yep. Did that not pay out for me? Yeah. You won the league, right? Second place. Ah, you're welcome. Well, because our, our league year-ended the DeMar Hamlin night. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. it was supposed to... And then it was close, and then the guy was texting me going, well, what are we going to do? And I said, I'm the commissioner. I can do whatever I want. You win. Yeah. Because I don't want to think about this anymore because it's gross. Yeah. So, realistically. I would have won that league if I hadn't gotten my trade shot down at the deadline. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> Guys, Chris, when people make a, an intentionally lopsided trade at the deadline, and then get we mad all value at, players differently. And then get mad about it. Don't you kind of want to fight that person? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I had you ready to roll that night. Yeah, you did. I I was gonna headbutt people. <laughs> Here's what I know: Greg Dorch. I had to watch a lot of Cardinals football because I drafted James Conner. 
the games he stood out, he stood out. Yeah. And then you go back and you look at the uh, I, you look at the targets involved, and you go, well, in the games where he was just like targeted one or two times, where he wasn't a focal point of the offense, you're right, he was a nobody. In the games where they gave him more than four targets, 100 yards. Yep. That's crazy. If you give him five targets, he'll get you 87 yards. That's insane. Yep. As a baseline. The guy has a lot of talent. And then you watch the way it works. I mean, and then you think about why this makes sense for the Buffalo Bills. He's a guy who was a frequently used player by the last regime, right? Yep. Last head coach. Picked up by the last GM who didn't draft him. Now there's a new group of people in town. They have a very different vision of what the offense should be. Does Greg Dortch fit into what they want? They didn't draft him. They have no idea what his strengths and weaknesses are. I haven't seen him. Because he's only been featured, quote-unquote, in four games in his entire career. And that was arguably because you had a lot of injuries. You had injuries. With Hopkins out, and then you had injuries. When you featured him, he answered the bell. That should tell you, as a talent prognosticator, everything you need to know. When I gave him ten targets, he caught nine of them, and he turned it into 140 yards. When I needed, I targeted him eight times. He caught six. But he took those six catches for 90 yards, untold amounts of first downs, eight up yards after the catch, because he's working, pre- a small guy, working from the slot. I don't know. Like, I just, I think about a team that's going, hey, we're new here. We have a different offense than what Kingsbury did. Yep. And we're not going to, I don't know, would you tender that guy as a restricted free agent? He was an undrafted free agent coming onto the team. So you won't, if you do the original round tender, earn any kind of compensation. Right. So with that, I don't know. They might be willing to take a seventh round pick in exchange for that guy. If they go original round or just right of first refusal, which is next to nothing in cost. I think it's, Chris, can you Google, what is the right of first refusal tender cost? Either way, yeah, it's under three million for a capable slot option. Right. Yeah. Under three million, and it de- it depends on what they want to do with that slot position, right? Do they want to go get an outside guy and move Davis into the slot? Do they want to? Are they insistent on leaving Davis outside, and they need to find a, a solution for the slot? That's yeah. That's that's an option. Dorch, Dorch sure. might be it. He was the fourth highest in average separation in the entire NFL last year. Third highest in cushion. Mm -hmm. No one was expecting him to do anything. No one could touch him. Once he got into the open field, he got loose. His average for yards above expected, right? Put it at 4.6. And then you look at what McKenzie had. Negative. <laughs> yeah. Negative. That illustrates that McKenzie last year occupied so many snaps for the Bills offense. And yet, here's a player who from the slot can generate yards above where a defender contacts him first. 
it's it just it seems like a no brainer to try to chase that type of play. Yeah, absolutely. Also, even if they did put the second round tender on him, it comes in at three point nine million. Still is worth something, which is where we get to talking about Paris Campbell. Yep. What do you think about Paris Campbell? I like him. As I, I've watched enough Indiana Indianapolis games, you know, as a you know, fantasy, right? Jonathan Taylor, owner in multiple leagues, dynasty leagues and stuff. I watch yep. a lot of Indianapolis games. And Paris Campbell, he's a guy, again, that he has certain situations where he flashes really bright. And, you know, there's other instances where he just kind of disappears. But you don't know how much of that is inept quarterback play. What's the play calling been like? You know, has he been just put in a bad situation? But I think Paris Campbell is a really exciting name if, if you know, it feels like a consolation prize, I think, for a lot of Bills fans. Like, that would come as a, he's not a big enough name for me. Um, but he, he would be a great signing, I think, for Buffalo. Absolutely. And I love the fact that he's proven he can be useful on gadget plays. He The, the jet sweeps, the reverses, the pre-snap motion type stuff, like, hey, pre-snap, and then a dump off to a wide receiver who's in motion. Okay. But that's what we were doing with McKenzie, and he was failing us constantly. Yep. Chris, what was what was McKenzie's price tag? Too much. Yeah, but yeah, unlike you can, McKenzie, you can save so with McKenzie. So McKenzie's uh, an interesting one, right? Because you can save uh, somewhere in the range of yeah, it's two point two million. You can save by getting rid of McKenzie. What I'll say is this: unlike McKenzie, Campbell averaged zero point five yards above expected for the season. McKenzie had a negative number. Everything McKenzie wasn't, Campbell is, in terms of being a wide receiver. Now, in terms of return ability, I don't know. He has no history. They got Naheem Hines, though. So, but realistically, I don't know. Like, if you're looking for a pure slot option, Campbell trumps everything McKenzie could give you. Absolutely. Yep. And then you look at it against man zone coverage. Well, the, I, I don't know. Nine missed tackles forced against zone coverage. That's tied with Stefan Diggs from last year. He was second on the Colts with 17 first downs, which is more than McKenzie and Shakir combined. And then against Mann, his yards after the catch per reception was 7.1, which is higher than any starter for the Bills. Yep. Everything this guy does seems to align with the type of offense we want to play. There is no reason that you shouldn't go chase a Paris Campbell. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, here's the question. Do you think it's going to take, with the competition that might be there for his contract structure, do you think you might need to give him two or three years? Yeah, I think you're probably going to have to. He's young enough where he's going to try and justify a longer contract. He doesn't want to prove a deal. Or anything like that. I mean, they, they you know, he's going to argue, you know what I am, and you know, he's going to want probably three, you know, two, three years. Chris, would Stop. you be okay with them signing a slot, a sl- a slot receiver? Who is this? Paris Campbell to replace Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah, I'll take it. He, wait, sign me up. Wait, so that's all it took? All it took is anybody that can play the slot. What if I what if I called him like uh, Shark Tornado Jesus? Fine by me if he can play the slot. 
better than Isaiah McKenzie. I'll take him. I love this. I love hearing that there's like there's there's a nuanced take. Yep. And then there's Chris's take. And then there's the players I would avoid at all costs. Do you have one? Um, uh, more of a position. Um, I don't think you need to go do a tight end in free agency, and I I don't think you need a corner in free agency. So that's kind of, unless you're going to get rid of Saran Neal. Hey Chris, I want you to hit me with this. Hit me with that whaling dolphin. Here's the players I would avoid. With all due respect, and remember, I'm saying with all due respect, that idea ain't worth a velvet painting of a whale and a dolphin getting it off. Any running back in free agency. I've seen the guys over at Cover One talking about guys like Donta Foreman and Samaj P. Ryan and talking about how, well, like, oh, they're sturdy and explosive and they catch and they drive downhill. I don't doubt that that's something that could help the Bills. Chris, do you trust this franchise to run that room properly? Draft a running back. <laughs> exactly. Cost effective. Ryan, we've watched them mismanage running backs on this team for how many years? Yeah. Do not pay a running back in free agency. And then to what? First of all, shouldn't Cook be your RB1? Yeah, probably, unless you're going to go out and draft like Sean Tucker in the third round, something okay. like that. So then you're going to go out and sign Dante Foreman to do what? Exactly what Dante Foreman's done the last his entire career in the NFL, <laughs> be a but, backup. But this is my problem with the way the Bills run the room. It's not that Dante Foreman's not talented. It's not that a guy like Samaj P. Ryan shouldn't be featured in a Bills attack. It's this idea that the Bills look at the running back position and always somehow find a way to fuck this up. You mismanage where a guy should be, when he should be played, how he should be played. You haven't thrown a screen in a decade, it feels like. Ah! Don't don't even get me started. So with that in mind, all this talk, like what about Hines? Yeah, the I mean, way they marginalize that guy. Yeah, I mean, he's a return guy. Or if you're going to start running screens, then Hines, Hines and Cook are your guys. But you, know? you but you never will. Hines and Hines isn't going to run between the tackles. So, but then you talk about no no touches for Duke Johnson. Right. Yeah. You're a Duke Johnson truther. I've been a Duke Johnson fan for as long as I can remember. I'm a Duke Johnson guy. And, you know, he for whatever reason, he didn't get any run. You know, they see stuff in practice that the rest of the fans don't see. Oh, I'm tired of that excuse. But, you know, again, it's it's what, what do you need Foreman? You know, what do you need a guy like that for? If you're looking for that, then, again, I mean, there's plenty of talent in the draft that you can go get a big-bodied wide running back to come in and take exactly. you know, 150 carries in a season. With our cap situation, whoever they would add, I'm, I'm looking at Duke Johnson, Matt Breda, TJ Yeldon, like Cook not seeing room in the running game until late in the season. Like they they sprinkled him in. Yeah, you drafted him in the second round. These are not luxury picks. These are guys you expect to come in and be a factor. I I don't know. I just with our cap situation and the fact whoever they add might be mismanaged anyway. Don't spend it on a running back. 
Yeah, I agree. Don't do that. Now, Chris, you were snapping your fingers at me getting ready to end this. Yeah. What about the Wonderlick? That, yeah, that. That's what I'm getting to. That's snapping my fingers. We have to do this. As is tradition. Because it is Combine Week. Combine's happening right now. I love how you sent this to me with the email titled DeSantis2020. Yeah, I sent it to Lacel too. Lacel, you have it? I do have it. I do have it up. There, it's right. DeSantis2020. You're, you're out of your fucking mind. You, you know the 2024 is the next election, right? Yeah, it says, take a free Wonderlick score. Beatthewonderlick.com. Yep. Beatthewonderlick.com. All right, Chris, how do I initiate this? I have go no to, idea. Go to free Wonderlick practice. Okay. And then go to the blue. Take the free test? Yep. Take a free Wonderlick test. All right. Now, we've Chris. had, I mean, I've had. All the way down. I'm. The green button. Oh, yeah, There's. start quiz. The quiz must be completed in 12 minutes. I'm on my third cocktail, which is like my absolute limit. So I'm. So, like, the last. Hey, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. So if our, I've learned anything from Mean Girls, <laughs> shout out to Justin Newberg. <laughs> the limit does not exist. <laughs> well, base if you want to base my cocktails on proof that I've had tonight while we've done the um, what was the other show that we did uh, the coaching changes amongst the staff and then the spaces I had uh, the old fashioned that had ninety two was ninety two proof bourbon the cocktails that I made us the uh, the Stark cocktail mm-hmm. hundred and one proof bourbon and then. This one that I'm having is a hundred proof. Sounds like a whole lot of crying about somebody who drank drank. Hey, less. I've had high proof cocktails Ooh. tonight. You're drinking eighty proof Kentucky gentleman. So shut the fuck up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeesh, don't show Drew the saber score. Mm. Is it five? Ah is it are they getting buried? <laughs> seven. It's, well, they pulled the goaltender with at three nothing. So <laughs> nice job, Buffalo. They're playing the best team in the NHL. Great. They, they've already beat them this year. <laughs> Great. <laughs> they've already beat them this year. All right. So can we all agree that once we hit start, there are no friends in this room? No friends. Yeah. I'm. Lacel, I know you're smarter than me. I just want to try to. Just try your best, Drew. At this point, we're just trying to survive. Just try your best. I'll be surprised how this turns out to our video audience that are watching this, but we're... We're going to sit there and watch us strain our eyebrows for 12 minutes? 12 minutes, 50 questions. There's no one watching. What's the over-under on how many Drew actually finishes? Let's go. Hit start. I've already hit start. Of course you have. Cheater. That was very quiet. Are we all done? I think it's worth asking if Drew's going to answer as many questions as I got right. Oh, that should be uh I'm all done. I'm, I, I was done like two minutes. <laughs> yeah, ago. all right, smarty. <laughs> all right, smarty. Pal. All right, dickhead. That didn't. That definitely didn't take for video. Woo! So, Here's... Drew, how many did you answer? <laughs> <laughs> I see the number you got right. How many, Drew? How many did you get right? Drew, how many? Score was twenty three. Drew, Drew didn't. So Drew answered thirty-eight questions out of fifty in twelve oh, wow. minutes. 
I think the last time we did this, I got more than Drew. How many did you get? I got 18. <laughs> and, you, and you finished, right? Yeah. So he answered fewer questions and beat you. <laughs> yes! This is a crowning achievement in Rock Power Report history. I think there was one time you got like 13. There was one time I did 10. <laughs> Yeah. I'm graduate. I'm like the Jeffersons. I'm moving up. What did Ryan? What did you get? Forty. Of course he did. That was actually a rough you... showing for me. <laughs> I was this. taking practice tests and banging out like I've taken them in the past. I think I took one last year with you guys. It was like a forty-three year. Son 45. of a bitch, Chris. So just just for context, the site that we used is a job placement site. It's called Beat the Wonder Lake Dive. And it and it, it quotes you on what your odds of getting the job are based on your score. <laughs> so for context, a forty to a forty four is a ninety five percent likelihood. Drew, you had what? A twenty three? A twenty three. So you have a fifty percent likelihood. Yeah, and Chris Chris, you had a what, an eighteen? Yeah. So you have a twenty five percent likelihood of getting the job. <laughs> All right. Well, if but it's not zero. If if any if yeah, if, I'm not last in if, the Wonderlick this like year. Billy Madison, I am the smartest man alive. I'm the smartest man alive. <laughs> well, if looks have anything to do with it, I definitely have a higher. That's true. Chance. I think I think Chris, you you've got the look for the job. Yeah, so I can fu- I can fucking dress for the job. That's for sure. You just can't speak your way into it. No, I can't because I'll say something like. To Ryan, say in, to say in his 2024. The fact that he crushed us in this. Like how how depressing is that? We are friends with Ryan. Ryan's not <laughs> a bad guy. He he hangs around us. We don't call him nerd. We don't No. No. And yet you are. I kind of am. Yeah. <laughs> I, kind of I have am. nerd tendencies. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact that every year we do the what Chris the worst part is one of these quarterbacks this year are going to score worse than us on the Wonderlick. Yeah, it's going to get leaked. This is definitely. And he's going to he's going to sign a contract where, for more money than any way of us more will see money in their life. than any of us have ever seen in their life. Yeah, this, this is just definitely does not take on <laughs> on video. <laughs> That's for sure. We were all quiet for twelve minutes, hard focus on and, doing and the Wonderlick. I am going to jo- though. To be fair, Chris. I do just want to make sure it's a level playing field. Drew used a calculator. Yeah, I used a calculator okay. too. Because the test, of course, explicitly, yeah. the test explicitly says don't use a calculator. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, you think Drew wasn't going to lie and cheat? I just wanted to make sure because if you didn't and you he's, scored an eighteen and he did and scored a twenty-three, I think you guys are even. He's Puerto Rican. Yeah, you I'll, both, I'll, you I'll both cheated and still didn't break. Yeah, he's 25. Puerto Rican. He's <laughs> of course going to do it. There's mine. I put. I moved it over to a screen that you guys can see. There, eighteen. Yeah. I, I guess my, my chance of getting the job is 25%. But then it's all if based you, on charisma. But then if you add in my looks, but, I would be around an 80%. But, but let's be honest. So it would be a 105% chance of me getting the job. But let's be so, honest, Chris. Do you really want a job where I have a 95% likelihood of getting it? Do I mean, really I want that job. I mean, I'll. <laughs> do you really want that the job that'll hire a guy like me? I mean, I'll kill you. <laughs> I I love the fact that I'm not the loser in the Wonderlic contest for the first time. <laughs> not in the Wonderlic contest, at least. <laughs> I love this, so this is a perfect way to end the show. Chris, 
Repent? <laughs> yeah. Ryan, I love the fact that you showed up with no effort and no calculator still crushed Chris. <laughs> we both cheated our ass off using a calculator. I knew you could see me doing it. And I was like, I don't care. I'll, I'll come close. I didn't come close. I, I, like and, and I'm going to I'm going to throw it out there. I and Chris, we may have to listen back to it. I'm pretty sure I set the over under on questions you would answer at 37 and a half. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. And you hit 38. So kudos to you for Hell going yeah. over. <laughs> oh my god, Chris! Again, the Wonderlick defeats most people, doesn't it? It does. So it definitely doesn't work for video every or one of podcast. You, every one of you who wants to laugh at Lamar Jackson, or like I talked about in this week's, uh, you know, the Basement Podcast. Uh, guess who got fifteen? Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> um, I don't know. Donovan McNabb. Terry Bradshaw, arguably one of the worst quarterbacks in the uh, in the Hall of Fame. Dan America. Marino. Jim Kelly. They all got 15 on the Wonderlick. They're in the Hall of Fame. There you go. Guess what? I'm on my way. You scored, you scored nine, uh, eight points higher. Good for you. I'm on my way to King. <laughs> Guys, I love that we do this every year. I hate the fact that Ryan Lacell just literally could have combined our two scores and still beat us. <laughs> this is pathet- It's a pathetic showing by the Rock Power Report staff. We will be better next year. <laughs> I, in fact, I regret saying that because we probably won't be. But we got to get the hell out of here. I'm Drew Gear. That's Chris Kruger. That's Ryan Lacell, the reigning Wonder <laughs> Defending. <Legend>. Defending Wonder <laughs> Indisputed. <laughs> and this has been your Rock Pile Report. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.